not our first. Not our first, New but our second. <laughs> second of 2024. Let's go, right? Let's do it. Let's yeah. let's find opportunities and problems and not problems of opportunities. Oh my gosh. The opportunity to say problems, but the problems, well, I don't know, man. Like this, I think that was probably uh last week's episode was one of the best launches into a new year that i uh i'm i I was tired going into that podcast and now i'm like it was like whoa let's go right like don brings the energy um and if you didn't see it and you're really looking to uh, you know maybe restart your 2024 um go back to the previous episode with don wetrick um you know uh i don't even know where to begin um i've known don for a while right yeah. Let's start with the end. I mean, yeah. he he ended with this idea of like it, it's it's a take on, you know, you you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Right. You will have regret in in not getting started, um, jumping headfirst into disrupting education this year. You know, if you listen to this podcast, here's your sign. Like you're obviously consuming it um for a reason you know and 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 that reason is different for our listeners but i think this is your sign for 2024 to be like what is your opportunity and you know don't think like oh a year from now or two years from now the regret Mm -hmm. that you may have by not getting started on a project um or you know, coming back to a project, like it's okay to restart something too. And I think that can be a challenge for people to overcome mentally. I love that he, he said that the problem that he solves is like mental, it's around mental health and, you know, allowing people to innovate and, and think about solving problems. Well, that is so crucial right now with learning. And it doesn't matter if you are, you know, in any stage in the educational system, K through 12, you're in college, you're in the workforce, you're an educator, you're in the system, you're out of the system. Like, that's what I'm taking away from this year that you can start today, you have an opportunity, we all see problems in the world. And if there's the ability for you to solve a piece of it, Mm -hmm. do it empowering empowering right there very empowering and and i think that what you said there is exactly right when he said you know i'm working on like you know social emotional and mental health that was out of left field and i'm like oh my gosh he's right that's probably one of our first guests that kind of put it that way you know we've always talked about social emotional learning mental health and such but what i mean don's a, a straight Right. I'm going to give you the answer. Um, and then I'm going to tell you some awesome stories behind it. But he always goes right into the answer. And his answer was wonderful. Just like you said there, Allie, um, you can you're, you're allowed to complain. You're allowed to complain. You're allowed to see things bad. You're allowed to get mad at things. And you're allowed to find opportunities to fix them. And it, you don't have to fix it all. Just small parts, like you said there wow that was mind-blowing right there um and and along with that taking you know your biggest innovative centers for communities is a high school 
uh <laughs> i don't know where to like I, that's a mic drop those are a couple of mic drop moments um that came from that podcast um and and it just got me thinking um we'll, we'll start with you like what kind of like ideas did you take like from that like can you see an education you know i mean even at post-secondary that, that you teach um, even teaching skydivers like what are some of the opportunities that you saw there this may kind of answer your question but um what i was picturing was a, was a, when he was this part was kind of off the air with um him mentioning uh people who um are just doing innovative stuff and it, and it got me thinking about he was talking about how he, there was this exercise that um everyone in a classroom wrote down names of who they would trust with basically a two million dollar project and um and of the 30 people only like five names were listed mm -hmm. and you know he asked like the five names did you write down your own name and those people were like yes i would trust myself with this project and then the people who wrote down those names and they didn't include themselves they were like well the point of this is and what i think really hits is well why wouldn't you trust yourself with the project and what is preventing you from being that person that you you voted with for someone else mm -hmm. right so that's right. A, a kind of a a moment and i and i think about myself i would have totally voted for myself like that i'm not mm -hmm. trying to be narcissistic and he talks about that on the podcast but it's like i really would trust myself that's yeah. why i've already taken on like leadership roles at the skydiving club that i'm part of in wisconsin um i am one of the the key leaders after only teaching this course in new york for one year mm -hmm. like and whenever i was in a school district it did not take very long to be put on leadership roles and i was well trusted mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like I think the disruptive part and it's the uneasy part of this conversation potentially is like, are you in a place where you would trust yourself for those types of projects? Would you move forward with them? And I also liked how he pointed out, right? What you can see a problem as an opportunity, but so I do live in a very rural part of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. and there's strengths and cons to that living, but when he mentioned the project with hotlines between like the mayor and like a teacher in his program, I instantly thought of the local teacher at Birchwood High School down the road from me. And she is the economic development of the city. Mm -hmm. She could retire at any time and it would not only be detrimental to the school, but the community because yeah. she works at the local restaurant. She sits on the commerce board she she runs the 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 blood drives and like <laughs> so so much economic like community building and mm -hmm. and problem solving for the community and it's like she probably has more influence than the mayor than mm -hmm. you know the local people and so it's like she's trusted because she's taking action yeah. and I guarantee you, you could identify that person in your school district, in your local community there. And, but I think it's untapped talent, right? They may not even recognize that they're, they're just doing it because they're just naturally bended towards solving problems and they've invested in this place, this community. So I think there's, even if you are not necessarily feel like you want to be like the face or something like 
that capacity can be built by partnering with those types of people who get it done. Um, and finding those voices, I think, is really, really important when you're trying to disrupt education, solve any kind of problem. Um, it, that was a huge takeaway from the podcast for me. You said a great line there. You're trusted because you take action. I love that. That I mean, you're not trusted if you don't take action, right? I mean, that's a wonderful, I don't know where you get these gems, but 2024 is your like quote year. <laughs> that was killer. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that, but it makes sense, right? You, you take action. People are going to trust you, right? They're going to, you, you create like those three or four kids who were on that list. Um, great Seth Godin um, um, conversation there. Um, you know, the, the, the ideas that I'm getting right away is how do we bring in, um, you know, the school is very, school systems are very slow to change. However, how do we get our students working? Well, the first place I see right away is history or social studies, depending on what your school calls it. And and why is their capstone class? If you're in, a, in that kind of area of teaching, um, reach reach out to your mayor um, and work projects. I mean, right? You want to learn U.S. history or or you know the history of the state or whatever. There it is, right? And those projects right there what what are the problems that you see um and make those come to life i'll be honest like when when i started doing some of the stuff that that i did in class it was highly against a lot of the stuff that i was supposed to be doing but because we get the autonomy sometimes as educators um and they, there's no there's not enough people out there to look over your shoulder let's be honest right like there's not enough administrators they're not in, even if they're you know not the innovative type you can innovate in your classroom and you can do some amazing things because i guarantee you if you bring in some people from the community or you know from an area of work or whatever subject you're in and they're working with you and your students they're not going to say no they're not going to say no I mean, unless you're working with like some convict or something, but like, I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? Like you, and that's what we did. Like we brought in Coca-Cola. We brought in, we, we took kids to, um, um, Hyatt, um, the downtown, like that's what we can do in Chicago, but that doesn't mean you can't do just like you said, somebody who runs the farmer's market or, you know, you, you can do all this stuff. So those, those challenges and opportunities, are out there. Um, and I love asking the kids to complain. I've done that before. Um, but I will, I'll put a, a little asterisk on here because it does take time to get kids that they're not going to switch on. And, and I know Don knows this, but, and I know, you know, this Allie, but they're not going to switch on and just say, Oh, wait, I can like, here's an opportunity to fix that. And then they're just going to run, do it. That, there's a, that's, that's where teaching comes in. Um, you know, I used to start all my entrepreneurship classes on how are you going to fix school, right? Um, name something about school you don't like, da, 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 da. and you get you get those easily. You know, food, you know, classrooms, the bathrooms, whatever, you know. Um, and then you were like, okay, so you have an opportunity to fix something, so I want you to try to pitch it. Most kids would get into it, and then they'd see they have to do work right away if they've never been in this mindset. And of course, what happens? You're a teen, you rebel, and it's natural for you to say, ah, eh, right? 
it's the Dunning Kruger curve. It's like, yeah, I'm going to fix it. Oh, wait, I got to, I got to talk to people. I got to work, you know, and, and they'd rather take a test, to be honest. They'd rather bubble in a test. If you keep going and if you keep working the angle of let's go fix your opportunity, you can do this. Why aren't you going to be the person that trusts yourself with the $2 million? This will work and it does work. Um, I uh, just had about maybe four or five, six kids in my entrepreneurship classes, two thirds of the way through a semester. I only get a semester with them, which is about 90 days. It seems like a long time, but uh, to gain those, yeah, to get that, that, that mindset change. Now, if it was a year long class, yeah, you know, no problem. We got two thirds of the year um, or, you know, to, to play around and get there in the mindset now, but even into like late into a semester where a kid gets that light bulb, they work fast. And they no, they might not be as fast as some of the other kids, but you have to show them that. And I think that's the greatest message I took from Don um, starting 2024. I mean, that's that got me inspired. And it also, we've said it before, we're going to open up this year with it again. You got to give it time. And the investment period, like if you go and invest, I don't even care if it's $30,000. It's not like you're going to be a millionaire in a month. <laughs> right. It's you. It takes time to have that money accrue. And it there's this old adage, like if, if I were to give you a million dollars today, or I were to give you a penny and it would double every day for 30 days, which one would you take? And a lot of people will just take the million dollar instantly. And actually, I think it's like over $5 million, yeah. um, like at the end of 30 days, if you just waited a month and, mm -hmm. you know, it's this investment into the community and making the high school a local innovation hub. Heck, let's just bring town hall to the high school. Why are they, why are these separate entities? Like business, commerce, like all of that could be working together. I, it sounds disruptive maybe, but also super practical. <laughs> You're really trying practical to disruption. all of these things. <laughs> practical disruption. I mean, like, would it be like a lot at the beginning? Like most things, yes, you yeah. would have the Dunning-Kruger effect. You mm -hmm. would have this like burst of energy. You would have Mount Stupid and you would have it. You would have that ebb and flow. Um, and you would hit a low point without a doubt. However, just because the market swings down, it's not like all the investors pull out, mm -hmm. right? Like you wait it out, you're going to see gains over time. Yep. And so it's, it's literally committing to a project, committing to the innovation, which I really liked that term. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and giving it time to flourish. I don't actually know how long Don's been doing this. He said he left the classroom before COVID, mm -hmm. but I don't know how long, you know, he's been building this. It didn't, where he's at now is not where it started. The opportunities right. he has now is because he continued to put himself out there. He continued to create in that scroll. He continued to have conversations like we're having and take action. And it's his current level. And you can't look at you can't look at you know where someone else is at and be like oh i wish i was there without doing any work you have to find kind of the micro you know tasks and things you can do mm -hmm. uh in order to to have it be fruitful over time right like 
my grandpa who listens to this podcast, my 93 year old grandpa, mm -hmm. he, I remember when I was in high school and he was showing me around his garden. He's a master gardener. And this was back when he lived in Illinois with my grandma um, before she passed away. And he was like, oh, I just planted this pear tree. And he was showing me a bunch of other trees. And I was like, cool, grandpa. But like, how long is it going to be until you get pear, like I, mm -hmm. pears from this? In my mind, I'm like, this is going to be like a long time. And you're old, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's just like, oh, it'll probably be like eight to 10 years. Mm hmm. Before he's gonna see any, he's gonna water this plant. He's going to trim this plant and nourish this plant for mm -hmm. a decade potentially before he gets a single pair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Education wants wants the instant gratification. They want the weeds. They don't want mm -hmm. the trees. They don't want the these long term. Not, I mean, in general, as a as an entity, you know, the educational field wants this lightning fast problem solving it needs to be done yesterday we don't have time you have mm -hmm. time yeah it's actually your greatest gift it's mm -hmm. it's investing in the time and not switching gears every school year yeah yeah um i just see small small projects just small projects like right around the corner of your classroom you know uh if you're a marketing teacher um, or any kind of teacher, like um, you you put out a, a QR code just in the hallway and say, don't scan this or, you know, scan this if you want to learn about something like it can be a subject. And then you can talk to the kids. Why did so many kids scan it? Why did kids not scan it? You know, you get data there. Like it's just curiosity there. You have like maybe um, there's not enough time in, in a passing period to go to the bathroom. So let's solve that. What can we do differently? What would you do, you know? Um, you know, they don't have to be big problems. And I think that everybody wants to go to the big problems, but let's start breaking down the big problems. I mean, we talked about slightly a little bit about the, you know, high absence rates, right? Okay, so let's dig into it, right? Let's go backwards into that. Um, let's not try to solve everybody's. Let's try to solve one person's and try to figure theirs out, you know? Um, and there's so much opportunity in all these challenges, um, and we can bring these into the classroom. And I, I think that's, you know, I don't make New Year's resolutions, to be honest, but I do think that this is a goal of mine in the classroom this year um, is to really start um, seeking out different problems um, in the in the in the everyday life of a student and having them kind of identifying them and then you know, breaking it down into very manageable pieces that within a curriculum, we can play around with them. Um, 2024 is going to be a playground. And, and I and I think this is what, you know, keeps a lot of people uh, being lifelong learners, because uh, it's, it's so fun, right? I mean, it's fun, it gets it gets fun when when you understand what goes well, and even what doesn't go well. Um, and keeping the in the mindset that that you're going to grow something and try to try to fix things. Um, man, it beats the hell out of just sitting around crabbing. <laughs> it does. I I can remember going to lunch 
with teachers and some days you know you'd have these really inspiring conversations and you'd sit around and you'd just be like wow like it was so positive and uplifting when I think about like how many of those days happen versus like basically crab bucket days Mm -hmm. where you know it was event session I just remember like I left those types of conversations and didn't really make me excited to go back into the classroom and teach, you know, I have to kind of like shake off lunch and, you know, it's like being aware of um, kind of like the energy that you put yourself around. And if Mm -hmm. you are in a place where you are feeling the tug to innovate, um, get yourself out of environments where the energy is like a crab bucket because crabs actually won't let other crabs like crawl out they'll literally like pull them back down Mm. um to keep them in the bucket and so it's kind of like this negative (laughs) energy thing and um you know if you can find an area in your in your life you and become aware of maybe your own tendencies to kind of crab and Mm -hmm. and stay in a negative space even just finding that opportunity like it's okay to to see problems and we all have bad days and there's no i'm not i'm not shaming people for venting or anything Mm -hmm. like that totally guilty of it 100 but there is a switch that you can make and protecting your energy um and who you talk to, how you spend your time, the energy that you kind of surround yourself with in the education field, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can listen to this podcast. Hopefully it's uplifting. It's giving you ideas. We're introducing you to people that you've never heard of before. I know I leave inspired every week. Um, Or you could, you know, as Don Wetrick, you could go watch the Kardashians. (laughs) Right. totally different way to spend your time and energy so like protecting it and being aware of how you spend your time and the conversations that you have is a step that I know I am going to be super mindful of like you I don't do new year's resolutions but I do try and think of like practices and um kind of uh, things that I want to work towards um that are usually positive and healthy and renewing. You know, it's like you can come up with a goal to lose something. You can come up with a goal to gain something. And that framing is really important. And so I think Don, he obviously frames problems as opportunities. And that framing is really resonating with Gen Z. The Zs. (laughs) The Zs. But it resonates with me and you. And so that speaks to Mm -hmm. the, like, literally the opportunity that is there with even our words and what we're how we're talking um and so i think it's really important for the podcast this year is to be encouraging with a topic like disrupting education isn't always like the most fun <laughs> there's a <laughs> lot of problems and you know i re- we ended kind of towards the end of 2023 an episode where we looked at the the challenges and the trends but we we really tried to end it with look like these are all opportunities like all of these problems are opportunities for someone to solve and i loved when he said somebody is you yeah pierced my heart a little bit yeah oh yeah 
Yeah, we've, uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I wrote a blog on this and I'll probably post it here too. But, you know, finding the people who are energetic on a Monday, like hang around them. Like that's an easy one, right? Find the people who are coming to work, you know, not toxic positivity, but I'm talking about people who are genuinely like, yo, let's go, you know, you, you know, I'm, I'm tired every morning. I, I feel the Groundhog's Day every once in a while, but it's, there's opportunity there. And when, and by the way, the other thing that I, I heard Don say, and I'll kind of end on this is when, when, you know, bring, bring out the problems, right? Talk, I've talked to my students, you know, students ask, you know, what's going on with you? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to figure out where to go with this class because this is what's happening. And they'll talk to you. Guess what? They will like, because if they see you as a human, not somebody shoving homework down their throat, they actually talk to you. So um, I think that's, those are a couple of just quick hints. Um, we've got a lot of great people uh, coming up um, on the podcast early 24 here and throughout the year. I think we're changing our our kind of mindset. I think uh, this is a good start of, okay, we're going to look at um, problems, but then we're going to look at the opportunities behind them. We have uh, an author uh, coming up uh, on uh, on a parenting role. We have uh, somebody going to be talking about that social media. Are you scrolling mindlessly or are you creating? Um, what Don said, uh, this young man uh, has kind of put some things out there. Um, we have a, a, a lot of different guests. Uh, Allie and I will be t hitting some topics as well throughout the year. Um, come on, let's go for a ride for 2024. Uh, this is, uh, this is, I, I, let's, let's challenge ourselves, Allie, to just keep this going uh, all the way through the year. Um, and good times and bad, we're going to find the opportunities <laughs> to disrupt education. <laughs> Sound good? Absolutely. I love that. That's yeah. the mantra. Thank there you, Don, for, for giving us that framing for the year. Yeah, I love it. And uh, you didn't ask, but my final thoughts are, yes. Uh, you know, I had this poll in 2023 and it, and it was, you know, all about kind of getting offline more and 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 consuming less mm -hmm. um and creating and so while we create on the podcast and um there's other areas that i create and they aren't so necessarily so public mm -hmm. um on social media i was uh you know convicted uh in terms of like you, you do need to share your journey in some kind of way um, and, and not expect necessarily anything from it at first, but getting it out there is a power move and scrolling less. So I've, mm -hmm. I've removed the scrolling less and I would encourage our listeners to winners create and they, they are not scrolling all the time. And so even if you can cut out 10, 20 minutes of your day, start small. That is, I think, a message where that could resonate with all of our listeners is how can you create today? Um, how can you innovate and just start small? And there's a huge opportunity in that for 2024. Trust yourself with $2 million. <laughs> there we go. 
Well, for Ali Privet, I'm Peter Hostrasser. Hey, we've got a great year. Thanks for hanging out with us early on. Um, we're just going to keep going. We got great guests, um, and we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, until next time, we'll catch you later on the Disrupt Education Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Disrupt Education Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Are you ready to disrupt the educational arena you're a part of? For more ways to get involved in the work we do here at Disrupt Education, check us out at disrupteducation.co or find us on LinkedIn at Peter Hostrosser or Ali Privet. Our mission here is to help facilitate and amplify changes in the educational system through local initiatives and help you scale them into community movements. Our building network of disruptors in education are working to move beyond scores and grades as the only measure for student learning. If your school district, college, campus, or organization is looking for facilitators of this work, reach out on our website or social media. And if you have any thoughts or feedback on this week's episode or any episode, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep pushing the boundaries, taking risks, and most importantly, disrupting education.